This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on the Twitters. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com, the Obsessive Viewer podcast. <laughs> And I did not think to uh, go over how we were going to do this. We uh, Welcome to this week's episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast, where a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. And uh, normally we have three three hosts, myself, Tiny, and our friend Mike, who you can find at IamMikeWhite on Twitter, but he's not here with us today. And in his, in his uh, absence, we have brought in a guest. Guest, introduce yourself. I am Robert Feckus. I have a Twitter, but I do not remember my handle. <laughs> nice. What if that was your handle? Oh, man, that'd be so good. At, I do not remember my handle. It's too long. But. Yeah, I think it's too long. I'm so glad that you said your name because I, I didn't remember your name. Uh, no, I'm very, I'm very forgettable. Right. right. Took one uh, of lesser banks from American Beauty. I wouldn't remember me either. <laughs> nice. Nice pull. Uh, our listeners, longtime listeners, will recognize his voice from our Interstellar episode, which I believe was episode 83. Sounds right. Sure. And also from uh, PopCon. He was he was he had one little segment in, in our PopCon episodes. We should probably steer clear of Interstellar. I'm pretty sure you're tired of loving on that movie, Matt. I, I don't know. I've retired it from my, uh, from my discussions. Thank God. Um, yeah. But, you know, in the realm of... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. So, like, today we're, we have a set topic. We're going to talk about Jupiter Ascending. Um... An actual good space movie. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. God. Totally joking. Um, but before that, I want to talk about some some news that kind of broke today. Uh, they just uh, released the latest ep- or the latest uh, trailer for uh, the Avengers: Age of Ultron, uh, and we've all watched it. So, what do you guys think of the trailer for that? Guest Fecus. I am still trying to uh, make my loins go down in temperature because <laughs> of that trailer. It was amazing. Right. The the, the uh, like the first trailer was was fantastic. It gave me kind of a, it, it got me excited for the movie, if, as if I needed anything else to get me excited. But I feel like this trailer was ten times better. Like it, it gave a an idea of what's actually going to be happening with the story. If it kind of gave you an intro to what's going to lead into Civil War, mm-hmm. and it just really brought out the malevolence of uh, Ultron. Yeah. Uh, the spader he's gonna kill it oh yeah i think he's gonna be fantastic that was an amazing choice yes oh yeah yeah tiny what'd you think of the trailer i liked it um i it it didn't have the 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 titular phrase there are no strings on me which Mm -hmm. gave me goosebumps the first time i saw that trailer. true that was that was fantastic that was amazing so i've only watched it once so i'm not sure if i prefer the first trailer or this one more but this one was freaking awesome yeah so they they did throw in some throw in some little tidbits about it so I uh, last night at when we saw Jupiter Ascending, Tiny, um, it was also it was awesome because we were the only ones in the theater. It was a nice little romantic uh, getaway. But there was a they showed the trailer. For the, I think it was the first trailer. Um, and then like I like I just looked over at Tiny. I was like, dude, they that's the only trailer they could have brought out, and I like it. That's the only one that they need or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw this one today, I was like, holy crap! That uh, yeah, yep. That's that just looks so. And and you're right, Feck. Is it like they gave uh, a lot more of the kind of plot and kind of the, um, 
the whole plot yeah. and storyline. They actually, because I've been curious at how they're going to work in Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gave a little bit of what their process in the film is going to be. So I, yeah. I was happy about that as well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wishing that they wouldn't have shown that much, but I mean, I've, I uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I want to know. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, what did you what did you make of the uh, vision shot at the end? Loved it, yeah. love it. I'm still curious at how they're going to incorporate vision. At well, I, I'm curious how he's going to become a character. Okay, like I I know how it is in the comic books. I'm just curious at how they're going to go about introducing him in the movie. Is is okay. it going to be a major part? Is it going to be brought in towards the end? Mm-hmm. So I. I'm curious. I, I love the choice of uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Uh, just because he's he was Jarvis to mm-hmm. begin with. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm shocked that they went with Vision, though, to put in the film just because he's not as mainstream as the other uh, characters are. Sure. But that's kind of I, – I, I like that they're doing that, though. Yeah. So, I mean, they know they're going to make a boatload of money, so they can they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So <laughs> Right. Does, uh, does Paul Bettany playing Vision make, like, continuity sense? It, since he's since he's playing the voice of Jarvis already, in me, I, th- I think it does, and I okay. think it's a way of uh, introducing his character through uh, Tony Stark. So I think it's kind of like a a stepping stone okay. to visions. So. Okay, well, I'm not sure how they're going to play it out, but obviously in the comic books, you can't be like, oh, that's the exact same voice that I always imagined in my no. head. So. Right. Okay. Um and really briefly, what is who is Vision like? Just as a brief rundown, he's a he's a cyborg, mm-hmm. uh, created by Tony Stark as well in the comic books at least. Okay, uh, he just about like anybody else in the Marvel universe has towed the line between good and bad at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I'm sure he'll be more on the good side than bad. Uh, I've kind of like the. Uh, opposite of Ultron in this respect, but okay. I'm just curious how obviously. Ultron in the movie is going to be created by Tony Stark, which is mm. it's not how it goes in the comic books, but right. you know, right. So it, I think it's I don't know how they're going to do it. They're they going to have Tony Stark, you know, make Ultron, which becomes a giant mistake, and be like, well, I'll fix it and I'll make another cyborg. <laughs> so I, I don't know how they're going to fit it in, but I'm curious. And interesting. <laughs> um, and then real briefly before we go on to Jupiter Ascending, uh, Fekus, did you see that they they're they're actually doing the eleven movies marathon thing? I right before I came over here, I saw your post on Facebook. And <laughs> yeah, I my plan is to go. I'm sure AMC will do the marathon again, and I assumed it was going to be Avengers two, Avengers two, mm-hmm. Avengers phase two, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I don't know that I could sit. 24 I, hours in the theater. 29 I, hours. 29. Like, that's like I was talking to Tiny about it, and like the only thing that makes me hesitant more hesitant about it is that it's leading up to a movie i've never seen so like i mean i would be it would be interesting to try to do like a a big like 29 27 hour uh marathon just to have that story um but do i really want to be that exhausted when it comes to the big finish exactly exactly just like my love life (laughs) if i was going to do that i would have done it when i was like 19 right i I can't if i were seven years younger or something i know it makes it sound like i'm like i'm 50 but I, I can't do that. I mean, I saw your walker coming in here, but thank you. Yeah, I just <laughs> um, got it. If they want to do it over a two day period, that's that'd be great. Yeah, I yeah, would that do that. Interesting, because yeah, yeah. I, I did the movie marathon lat for the Avengers release, mm-hmm. and that was twelve hours, and that was long. Yeah. Um, and, and by the end of it, you know, you're in a completely packed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, theater. Everyone's smelling because we've all been stuck together for the last twelve hours, and it's not nor- It's normally theaters are cool. It's not cool because it's right. 
body heat galore. <laughs> but it was I, I still love the experience, but when it was over, I'm like, I'm ready to go home. So yeah. imagine doubling that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's a lot of movie. Well, as I told Tiny off the air, I bought both of your guys' tickets already, and we're going to go. Awesome. Um, <laughs> not really. I didn't really do that. Um, not paying you back. <laughs> oh. So, so yeah. Okay. Marvel news out of the way. That you know, We'll have more to talk about that at a later date. Um, so we all saw Jupiter Ascending. Do, Tiny, do you want to give like a rundown of this plot summary real quick? Sure. Uh, Mila Kunis plays the main character. She is a woman from earth mm-hmm. <laughs> who finds out <laughs> finds out that she's part of a uh a, a universe-wide uh genetic line that is essentially royalty and uh she finds out that her basically siblings or or children offspring <laughs> want to uh kill her mm-hmm. and take her inheritance uh which sounds like uh, shakespeare on a universe level <laughs> But it, it wasn't quite that eloquent. Eloquent, um, mm-hmm. but that's the basic plot line. And Channing, C. Tate's Channing Tatum shows <laughs> up to help her, and Sean Bean and Scene Bean, Scene Bean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the plot, basically. Yeah. So, broad thoughts before we dig into this. Uh, Fekus, what did round you think? Roundtable, real quick. What we thought. Yeah. Real quick. Just real briefly, what were your thoughts on it? I w- I wanted to like this movie. I really did. Um, I've always I've been a fan of the Wachowskis, and I got nervous immediately when they postponed this from the August release to the February release. That, that yeah. never spells good for a movie, and so I went in with open mind. Uh, I just I couldn't get behind it. There was just <laughs> I feel like it, it was ambitious. I, I'll give them credit for that. They were very imaginative. They just they did not pull it off. It it did not click. There was a, it was very disjointed. Eddie Redmayne was killing me. Oh my god! <laughs> it, he's he's almost he's continuing the trend of actresses or actors winning that best uh, best actor award and then going off and doing something awful. Yeah, like <laughs> Jamie Foxx won and made stealth as soon as he won his Oscar. Oh uh, wow! Um. Forrest Whitaker has not done anything since he, <laughs> except for The Shield since he won the right. Oscar. Halle Berry went on to make Catwoman after yeah. she had won. Uh, so it, uh, he j- I, I don't even know how to describe it, but he, I wanted to punch him every time he was on screen oh, just because yeah. it, he was just, it was obnoxious. Um, yeah. But the film, uh, it just it didn't really resonate with me. I feel yeah. like as, as for the Wachowskis, I, I expect nothing but stellar special effects. Uh, for the most part, they were there, but there were some bad scenes to me in uh, in some of those. One of which I thought was the uh, the flight scene over Chicago uh, near the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did not care for that. I thought the uh, the ending sequence was much better. And mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems I had with the, the fight, the flight or flight sequence over Chicago, I really felt like they were trying to go for a uh, a ballet feel. With huh. with the music and the movements, and it Kinda. it was not sticking for me. No. I felt I felt like it did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried. I just I couldn't get behind it. Yeah, but there, I I applaud their effort, but I just I can't I can't get behind the movie. I thought it was I it I struggled to stay stay with it, and mm. it just okay. Uh, Mila Kunis was hot. Right. <laughs> I'll go ahead and 
voice my opinions because it's basically the same as yours. Um, I like in and I wasn't really look. I wasn't necessarily excited about the movie. I wasn't really looking forward to it. I went into it thinking, okay, well maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll like be okay. Um, and it just wasn't, um, <laughs> like seeing the trailers, I was like, yeah, okay. Space movie. I'm getting, I'm going through a big sci-fi kick right now. Maybe it'll just hit me in right, just the right spot. Um, but I mean, the visuals were cool, but the storyline was just, I mean, I, like I too struggled to stay with it. Like I, like I told, I told tiny as soon as we left the theater, I was like pretty much anytime there was any scene of, um, exposition or any kind of dialogue that that just explained what was going on i was just like i had in my head that scene from family guy where peter peter is in uh the classroom when he goes back to being a elementary school student and he's just like oh my god who the The hell hell cares cares. (laughs) um case in point the uh entire sequence of her trying to get her royalty status and yeah oh my god uh, the the bmv of space oh my god <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that in 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 uh in thorough detail later but my god yeah i fell asleep during it and i was like i don't care i yeah this is just the worst and just seeing i i don't know just the whole the whole time it was just i was just trying to find something to latch onto in terms of of liking it i just couldn't find anything it was not giving me any kind of branch to latch onto. Every time Eddie Redmayne was on the was on the screen, I like. I, I, this is going to sound really horrible, but it felt like he was, like he was maybe. <laughs> it's this is a stupid thing, but it felt like he was in the middle of filming um, Theory of Everything at a very specific point where the disease is affecting his vocal cords. And like, like it felt like he was just doing prep work for that <laughs> instead of actually acting in this. That movie. is so insensitive, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's someone didn't do the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. Um, but yeah, it's just it. The movie is. In the years to come, I will have this podcast episode to remind me that I saw this movie. <laughs> um, Tiny, what did you think? Well, to be the contrarian, I actually liked it. Um, I can't really give you guys any friction on a lot of the stuff you said. Uh, Eddie Redmayne was bad, just bad. He was hamming it up big mm-hmm. time. Uh, he was either way too quiet oh. when he was <laughs> and he would stick his chin in the air. <laughs> And then he would just burst into emotion really quickly, and it looked awful. <laughs> and for no reason for n- whatsoever. None. Yeah, yeah. whatsoever. So he he was very bad. Uh, but I, I don't know. I thought it was. I I really didn't see it as too disjointed, to be honest. I mean, I think I, they definitely dropped some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, there's there's like the three siblings, the three yeah. royal siblings or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and the the sister, and then the younger, the youngest brother. They just kind of drop out of the movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, here's your segment. Yeah. Here's your segment, and then okay, we're done. Especially mm-hmm. the 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 daughter or the yeah. sister. She I, was, yeah. And tell you, I almost forgot about the fact that her <laughs> daughter slash sister slash whatever. I almost forgot about that entire sequence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. But the, there were the visuals. I thought were like top notch. To be honest. Um. And and this the chase scene that you're referring to. The the Chicago. Uh, yeah. Like I think. The majority of it was pretty run of the mill. I think. I yeah. don't think it was the, it, nothing out of the or, or not, nothing spectacular. Right, but mm-hmm. at the end, there's a part where like uh, Chang Tatum and Mila Kunis had like commandeered one of the ships, 
and then at the end it like splits apart and there's this like really I thought it was a really beautiful shot where the the vehicle splits apart and Channing Tatum like falls after Mila Kunis to save her and it's like all one fluid take and it was like it looked really incredible. I was like kind of blown away by that part. Um I think I woke up for that one. I I know. <laughs> I remember what part you're talking about. I just Yeah. That that was, I liked I don't know, and I liked a lot of the action scenes. Uh, they weren't, again, they weren't amazing. You know, th- it wasn't revolutionary like the Matrix was, but uh, I thought they were pretty solid. Um, the, the visuals were amazing. I think the opinion. best action sequence was the final, for me at least, was the final action sequence on Jupiter. Or, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was. Yeah. They actually did a good job with that one, but it didn't save the movie. Yeah, um, everything preceding that I felt like was very, just very flashy, like just standard, like um, yeah. quick cuts. Yeah. All over the place. So I thought the uh, the gravity boots like they sound kind of dumb. Oh, I like those in theory, but I thought it worked Me really too. well. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. That's like the one thing where I was like, that's pretty badass. Yeah. I, I want that to be in a video game. Or play as a character. Right? With oh those. yeah, that'd yeah. be so cool. That Maybe the they should have most... just made this a video game. It, yeah, yeah, because that's a video game story. Like, and I'm a yeah. video game nerd, but mm-hmm. their stories. Uh, not the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a. It's not. I would I wouldn't call it really a twist, but. There's a reveal as to the whole the, – the center of the conflict revolves around this industry that exists where they create a product. And I don't, I'm not going to spoil oh, it, but yeah. it, it's sort of a twist as to what the product is. But it was so blatantly obvious. I mean, like they agree. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't really. I don't. Even, it wasn't even a twist. I don't even think they tried to make it a no. twist. I, they, I think they just wanted really dumb people who go see this to be surprised by <laughs> when it's revealed what it is. Um in fact, I feel like Mila Kunis should have figured it out so much earlier in the film. Like yeah, the, exactly. With the segment with with the female sibling, yeah, I, I was sitting there thinking, "Is like, why is she not outraged by this?" Yeah, it's like, I does she not get what's going on? Here? <laughs> that's that's another thing that bothered me is I'm I'm not a fan of like taking female characters and making them like damsels in distress mm-hmm. and making them like really dumb. Yeah. Like it's just, it, she could have been a very intelligent character who kicks some ass at some point. Yeah. She doesn't need to be like Channing Tatum in the movie and, you know, just un- unbelievable badass. But right. I just, I don't think damsels in distress are realistic and I don't think they, I think they take away from the story. Uh, and and she, she was too agree. much of a damsel in this movie. Yeah. They they add no character to themselves. Yes. I mean, they're, None, they're, they're yeah. princess peaches and they're shallow. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. And yeah. the one scene where she like has kind of a somewhat badass kind of fight or whatever is against Eddie Redmayne, who's like yeah. not threatening yeah. the movie at all. Right. Your your brother's two legged dog would probably intimidate <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. Right. Um, Tuberu designs dark. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason I I liked the story. It again, it wasn't revolutionary. It wasn't amazing, but I was able to follow it, and I kind of I thought it was kind of interesting. I think it could have been better, done better. Um, and I love the visuals. The it seems like I'm bitching about it a lot, but there's a lot to pick on. <laughs> this but, is such a great movie. I hated it. No, nah, it wasn't great. I don't. I wouldn't even say it was great. I'd, but I, for some reason, I kind of liked it. Like I'd probably give it like a six out of ten, maybe if that. I don't know. But anyways, I, yeah, I haven't thought about my rating for it. I yeah. I'm pretty sure I rated mine on IMDb, but I can't. Uh, maybe a four or five. I can't recall. I, yeah. I I'd be around there. Maybe four point five. Yeah. Um. There there was one, and it, it bugged me to no end. One scene, and I I think I maybe alluded it to. I think so too. The 
uh, birth clinic scene. Yeah, I am so up. I was sit, I was floored in the movie theater. This this is my take on this. You have this advanced alien race with the most powerful weapons, <laughs> the ability to cloak themselves, and the ability to make people forget their memories. And this is how you assa- try to assassinate a ruse yeah. and a birthing clinic. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's yeah. so stupid, and it's so just. Plot holes, just like I don't understand. I don't understand that at all. Like I don't understand how they it... could have had them disguise themselves as some homeless crackhead, walk <laughs> up and shiver. Yes, and exactly. That would have been super effective. Like if uh. the, if there was some complicated process as to how they they verify that it was genetically her, mm-hmm. it would make more sense. But Correct. when they have her in there, all they do is stick a thing in her neck, and right. that's it. And <laughs> it's like a second, and they're like, "Oh, it's her." And that yeah. could have been the shiv. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, we're done. Yeah, and not uh. not to mention how just ridiculously dumb it is to put uh, an incredibly valuable factory in the middle of a hurricane on Jupiter. <laughs> what the hell is that? Makes perfect yeah. sense. I, well, if if they would have referenced it, being like, oh, we use the energy from the hurricane to run the machinery, yeah. I, and I that would make that. sense, but they never do. No. And it ends up being hugely detrimental. <laughs> right? <that's>, yeah. <laughs> One crack in the yeah. exactly. we, It's like the BP like oil spill. We, we have no means of <laughs> fixing this should something go wrong. Yeah. We're just going to uh, hope this giant hurricane never you know gets out of control yeah. yeah and that's how i felt like a lot of the movie was i felt like a lot of the movie was and this may be just me knowing that it was postponed a lot of it was just cut around like there was a lot of like between uh mila kunis fine like uh, channing tatum getting to mila kunis saving her and then her waking up the next day or or whatever in in wherever his hideout or whatever like there was like scenes worth of dialogue that seemed like it was just skipped over. Like suddenly she's like, Oh, okay. So what's this all about? And I don't know if I, maybe I fell asleep or something. No, you're, you're, you're but that spot on. It yeah. just, it jumped around so much. And I'm like, wait, Oh, oh so she's already on board with all this. So did he tell her about this or <laughs> okay. Uh, now she's getting a tattoo, whatever. Uh, there's some history that if they would have expounded on, I think that could have been interesting. Like, obviously there's something, there was supposed to be something between, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum's character and Sean Bean's daughter, some kind oh, of yeah. background there that just they brushed off. Yeah, and he he was like, I feel like there was a, a line of dialogue where he's like, well, you know, if there's anyone that would understand, it'd be your daughter. And then they'd be like, yeah. well, here's my coughing daughter. She has space uh, flu, so <laughs> right. Uh, the uh, the it, only character they achieved any depth with was Channing Tatum's character. Oh, I agree. And yeah. they didn't achieve very much. No. <laughs> yeah. I like to see Tate's though. I thought he was pretty good in this. He was pretty good. I I, and, I like him. Uh, yeah. But to me, he's he's gonna grow up to be a George Clooney type, which is not a bad thing to me. Mm-hmm. I I just think that George Clooney, for the most part, is George Clooney in his films, and I think Channing Tatum will be something yeah. along those lines. Right. I was uh, surprised. That there was an extended period of time where he had his shirt off in the movie, which so sexy. I would do that too. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I was kind of surprised he wasn't like ridiculously ripped. Like C Tates is in great shape. No, no, Matt. You know, like he's gonna I lo- be. I love these the C Tates. <laughs> he's gonna be hot, but like he wasn't like ridiculously ripped like a lot of the superheroes right. and, and right. big heroes. He's, I was like, thank you for not destroying my self esteem. <laughs> right, Wachowskis. <laughs> I thought the costumes were amazing too. Like I um, said, imaginative. The whole thing yeah, was imaginative. Yeah, visually, it yeah. was very, yeah. very impressive. 
But when I am trying to get my credentials for my royalty status on a, <laughs> on a foreign <laughs> a planet. Re- yeah. Remember to bribe, apparently. Oh, oh my, my God. That was so dumb. Yeah. Like, it, uh, With the, the Clay Aiken robot. Oh, my God. Did, that, that robot looks so much like Clay Aiken. It, it did, Ugh. and it made me want to punch that robot more so than I would ever <laughs> want to punch Clay Aiken. <laughs> right. I don't have nothing against Clay Aiken, but that robot just... Yeah. Uh, uh, it was awful. And I feel like they go out of the, their way to, hey, this is a robot, like beating your head against it. Yeah. Like, this is a robot. See antennas. Yeah. And they, they they probably attempted comic relief about six or seven times. Mm. I think maybe like two of the jokes landed. Uh, yeah. I laughed at like two of them. Yeah, if that. Um, the yeah. Wachowskis have never landed their comic relief that well. To yeah. Be right. they, they tried, and, and sometimes I think they gave up, like in The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. They're like, we're, we're not even going to try. Right. Uh, so I don't think that's their strong point no. uh, to begin with. They're but. not Joss Whedon. No. no. Um, not by any stretch. Or Chris Nolan. Or <laughs> Chris <laughs> Nolan's damn good at comic relief. Oh, yeah. He, there were some funny bits. In, like when... Uh, uh, nope. Nope. Don't nope. do it. Don't do it. Open out of it. Nope. And right out of it. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, it, I, no. The best comic relief was when he had them describe the wormhole right before they went through it. Anyway, so... Um, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it was just... Uh, I, I keep coming back to oh oh what I was gonna say, the annoying robot. I didn't pay close enough attention to it because as soon as, like, when that scene was happening, I was trying so hard to latch onto something, and then that went on for so long and was so it, it boring, really did, and yeah. so useless. I was like, okay, all right, I'll wait until something blows up and I'll look back <laughs> up or whatever, and. I, I like okay the the robot was it's just had a human face and was a robot it, it, like in the back of its head yeah I, I just yeah it was a weird like they didn't put enough emphasis on it but devil's advocate I kind of wonder if that was like a not nod but kind of a some some kind of statement or whatever about transgender because uh, oh. I really think you're digging deep on that. Uh, one. Yeah, well, they, that's could the be, only yeah. thing in the movie that uh, you could dig deep on any level. Um, I, I feel like if they're going to make a statement on transgendered uh, rights, I, I I don't think they would make it the comic relief in the, in the that's film. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, the romance was really lazy. Mm-hmm. It, in this, oh. I I, well, I don't say I don't think it was forced because that's kind mm-hmm. of a classic formula there the the yeah. hero and the damsel right but it was just really lazy it just I remember the the first scene for some reason Mila Kunis just is just like I think I want to f- this guy right. yeah. in, I am in like, love <laughs> like out of nowhere and I was like what where did this come from well, I mean, to, well, be, well. to be fair most. Most well, women seeing Channing Tatum would be like, I am going to fornicate. Yeah. Let me, let me rephrase. About 15 that. minutes in, I was yeah. like, I kind of want to f*** this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't mind. But uh, yeah, I, I just, the, the romance, like the actually falling in yeah. love nonsense really did not work that well. I felt like George Lucas helped them write that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I just. Yeah. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse. <laughs> it's coarse. It gets everywhere. Hold me like you held me during the uh, in the hurricane on Jupiter. And my favorite. <laughs> I wish I could just wish away these feelings. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, wonderful. Damn it, George. He's oh a god. true thespian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know he he got cast in a, in a movie up coming up pretty soon. I forget what the movie. George is. Lucas? No, 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 no. I was going to say. Christensen. In Chris, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, George Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> 
He's he's gonna play Indiana Jones. Oh God! <laughs> wow. It's like Hayden Christensen is uh, cast in the latest like McDonald's training video. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, Jumper was great. Oh uh, man, uh, that could have been a cool movie. It could have. You know what? They really. It, I guess we're getting off topic here. Yeah. But they, they throw in. Was it Diane Lane at the at the very end? Yeah. And they. Uh, Really wanted to make that a franchise. Yeah, they just, did. Jeez, all the wrong, pe- all the wrong people were attached to that yeah, movie. Yeah, right. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so there was a wedding scene in this. There was, and it yeah. was so. Oh my god! Uh, so abruptly ended and then forgotten. Yeah, and it was yeah. so, so. I I kind of laughed. I, I don't know if I audibly laughed because I, I didn't care enough about it. But <laughs> there, when when they're like, "Why is there so many people here?" and then. He's like, oh, these are just Sims or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just because it's standard or something. I'm like, dude, just you know, f- put a ring on it. I no mean, one cares. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's under. You're under. She's under your. Uh, you're basically holding her hostage to do this. Like, don't go through all the pomp and circumstance of it. I, I really was reminded of the uh, wedding scene in Spaceballs. Uh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> I haven't seen that in too long. Well, it is a Star yeah. Wars ish film, so yeah. Of course I still need to go through my Blu-ray set, my Star Wars Blu-ray set. Yeah, well, yeah. that's good. Busy good on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sitting here saying all this stuff about it. I don't know why I liked it, but it, I I, I genuinely kind of liked it. I thought I had I had fun with it, and yeah. You know, my brother was the same way. He yeah. he went to go see it before I did, and was texting me back and said, "You need to go see it. It's good." And after I saw it, I was astounded that he could think of such things. And <laughs> but we we got to talking back and forth and about what I had issues with. And he's like, "Yeah, you're right about all this." And maybe I don't love it as much as I originally thought, but I still think I I still enjoyed it. So it, you know, it's there's yeah. one or two of you guys out there that yeah, yeah. I I I don't I wouldn't say it's good. <laughs> no, I would say it's you can watch it and not kill people. <laughs> afterwards but yeah boy i want to see that on the uh trailer <laughs> you know tiny you obsessive ear says i didn't want to kill anybody after i didn't this. want to kill anyone it does not make you homicidal <laughs> uh yeah and yeah it just it uh, okay uh fecus did you watch this in 2d or 3d i I'm so anti 3D, but I had to watch it in 3D because I had no other option. So. Same with us. Yeah. Our only option was to see it in 3D last night at 6.30 or see it in 2D at 9.30, and we yeah. both work in the morning. so Added nothing to it. Nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really – I don't dislike 3D as much as you guys do. But I'm never like, oh, I can't wait to see this in 3D. Like, I, which I, I never, <laughs> I never go see things in 3D. Just, it, I don't think it really adds much usually. But I kind of liked it for this. I don't know why. Really? But I'm, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not gonna tell everyone to see it in 3D. I, I don't know. I, I sort of liked it in this. I remember when, like, when I saw when Avatar came out, which is one of like the first movies that. Mm-hmm. Came out in this latest 3D revolution. Let's, that was, let's be real. The only 3D movie worth seeing in 3D, yeah, to my knowledge, just about. I, I disagree. There, in in oh. fact, I didn't even enjoy the 3D in that movie. Really? To, I've only seen one movie, and I'm probably gonna get ridiculed for this from you two. But uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, I oh. thought was. Oh no, not Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. I thought was a s- fantastic in 3D, and I've oh, been a really? defender of the Transformers series until the latest one. <laughs> uh, but I, to me, that was the only movie that 
3D ever added anything to me, and I okay. thought it was great. But even to me, Avatar is like, first of all, I think it's ridiculously mediocre. Oh, the uh, movie's movie, horrible. But I just, that's too long for 3D. It, yeah, that's true. I think the, the novelty of the 3D for me seeing it in the theater was just the the how it was texturized, I guess was the word I'd use. So it's kind of more, less less like, oh, this is coming at me. More of just like, oh, it's like another layer to the film. It, it's yeah. never a, oh, it's coming at me. Uh, yeah. it, that's To me, that's never effective. Like I remember seeing Freddy 6, I think it was, back when I was a kid. <laughs> and that was... They have a stupid scene in there where they put on your 3D goggles. It's yeah. time to have, and they have silly things like the the glove sliding down the yeah. the floor yeah. towards you. It, to me, that those aren't the effective. That's not how you make it effective. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not four years old. Right. That, I'll need that. But like you said, the extra layer yeah. is what makes it effective. I, I appreciated the. I didn't really care about it in the action scenes, mm-hmm. but the establishing shots. I thought it was kind of cool, like seeing. The planets, like the moons circling Jupiter mm-hmm. in 3D, yeah. I thought was cool. That was cool. cool. I'll give it was like cool. the stars deep in the background. That was cool. I enjoy, and like some of the ships like flying around doing their thing right. in 3D. I thought, I thought it looked kind of nice. But I'm not, not going to go on a, a, a mission to support 3D or anything. No, right? no. But I, it, it didn't bother me in this. I'll put okay. it that way. You know, oh, God. Hey, God. Oh man, I'm so bored with this. I'm so bored. Jupiter's stunning. Um, <laughs> but you know, Mike is very adamant about how, like his his biggest gripe about 3D is that it darkens the film. Yeah, that's he, that's off putting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was like the first time where like I noticeably like it was like noticeably detrimental to my viewing experience that it was like 30 percent darker than a usual movie. I anyway. think it's usually I, I notice that more on movies that they go back and convert it to 3D, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. movies where it wasn't originally shot for 3D, but like yeah. hey, yeah. we can charge two dollars extra for these. Yeah, exactly. because they don't. Adjust like right, the, so like it's it's not right. It's not yeah. filmed specifically for it, but they're gonna go back and. I thought um, the second Hobbit movie we saw that in 3D. We did. I think so. Oh, wow, that's and right. That, yeah, the high frame rate. I was kind of pissed because uh, there were several scenes where like I couldn't see Smaug, like because it was just so dark. I was like, what the? Ugh, I was pissed. But Prosser yeah. pronouncing that correctly because <laughs> I, I i can never i, I can't do it i'm small i can't smog, do it i don't know why I, don't, I guess that's right no. benny batch benny batch <laughs> <Sherlock>. um, <laughs> well good thing that that movie wasn't the desolation of smog then um desolation yeah, of the wachowski's career yeah. <laughs> do you guys think I was, I was making a joke about the second hobbit movie not being the desolation of smog because of the death oh because they whatever whichever i don't know Whichever. Anyways, okay. do you guys have have you guys lost all faith in the Wachowskis? No. Uh, this, I am a fan of the Wachowskis. I I, I like. Obviously, I love the first Matrix. Mm-hmm. Matrix Reloaded. I still love. Obviously, not as great. I, Matrix Reload uh, Revolutions has its issues. I still love it. Um, not as you know, probably more than I should. Um, Speed Racer. I. I can't do anything but defend that movie. And I know a lot of people are against me on this one. I thought they, the visuals in that were fantastic. I thought it was nothing but a fun movie. Uh, I didn't take it too seriously, and I think it's beautiful on Blu-ray. I, I, it's a little too long, but I, I thought it was great. And I'm a minority in that, and I, I realize that. 
Cloud Atlas was ambitious. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I appreciated what they tried to do with it. Mm-hmm. So no, I I have not lost faith in the Wachowskis. I think the studios might after yeah. this, mm-hmm. and that kind of worries me that you know maybe they won't be able to do what you know make more movies, or at least ambitious movies. But mm-hmm. no, I I I will still go see what they 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 have not ignited Shyamalan me yet, so. <laughs> Matt. Um, you know. I haven't I haven't seen Speed Racer. I never I didn't get around to seeing Cloud Atlas. Um, You're never real crazy about the Wachowskis. Right? I've really never yeah. been that crazy about them. Did they? Was their first movie uh, uh, Bound? I don't know if that was, was their that first. The, one of their first ones. It was their, it was, that's how they made their name for themselves. Okay. The yeah, I thought that was okay. Um, mm. But I wouldn't say that this really made me lose faith in them i i'll have to see speed racer and uh cloud atlas to kind of have a more informed opinion mm-hmm. i love the first matrix um sequels are okay the second <laughs> sequel is fun or the first sequel is fun reloaded is fun mm-hmm. but it just t- took a nosedive with, with the third one um and then they have was, on, your, was it the ending that you had a problem with in revolutions no it was well i think what it was is i haven't seen them in years and years, like in over a decade probably and i think it was more like i was just really wanting a good action movie and i was really expecting more of the being in the matrix like in the second one fair i guess um i don't know but and i don't know they have uh this year i think they're coming out with uh sense eight on netflix are you guys familiar no i'm not not. no it's a a group of people around the world are suddenly linked um uh, mentally wow uh, the friend must find a way to survive being hunted by those who see them as a threat to the world's order. Uh, should be interesting. I think they're just producing it, though. I don't know if they have any creative input, mm. which could be a good or a bad thing. Well, they produced V for Vendetta, and that's a fantastic film. So, oh yeah, I, Matt doesn't like it that much. I need to. <laughs> I didn't like it that oh, much when I saw it when I like over like a decade ago. So I, don't I, gotta, know. I, th- I think it's good. Okay. I don't know if I'd say it's fantastic. Oh, I, it, I think it's, it's good. I love that movie. Um, yeah. The the book not so much. I think it's infinitely better than the book. Oh really? I yeah. think my problem with it was that it was uh, marketed like a big action movie, like a Wachowski action movie. Yeah. And it, it that's just not what it was. No, not. Um, and it's just you know it kind of. But you can't fault the movie for not being what it was advertised as. Right, right. But I mean, I the my only my only experience seeing the movie is in that context. I haven't revisited it since. Mm. You should revisit so. it. It's, uh, yeah. Hugo Weaving. Amazing job, despite never seeing his face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on the Wachowskis, I really, really, really want them to not do a huge $200 million movie next. I think they need mm-hmm. to do something like Bound again. Because I, I think I've not I think seen Bound. I, I don't it know. It is a terrific movie. Is it? It's like low budget. It's uh, it's like a, um, a sleuth kind of movie, sort of. Um, it's famous because there's a really good lesbian sex scene in it between <laughs> Gina Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. Um, oh, Jennifer Tilly. It's, it's, it's unfortunately famous for that, in my opinion, because I think it's a damn good movie. Uh, Joe Pantoliano's in it, and he's okay. fantastic. You got, me, you got me right there. Yeah. I love Joe Pantoliano. I, I think it's one of his best performances he's ever given. So, um, I, w- I wish they would do something like a little $20 million movie like that again. because They might be forced to after this. Yeah, yeah. No uh, that, that's what I'd really like to see them do, because that movie... Besides the Matrix, I think it's their best movie. Um, is it on Netflix? Is it bound on Netflix? I don't, know. I don't think so. Thank Probably not. Yeah. But I, I can actually. 
get behind you on Cloud Atlas. I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was long. It was long, it, yeah. it was, It's hard to keep uh, the interest on a movie like that with so many um, different storylines, different mm-hmm. eras, and uh, different genres, really, yeah. uh, in one single film. But I I liked it. I, I'd actually like to go back and watch it again and kind of get a, mm-hmm. a second view and opinion on it. But I... I don't understand how that did not get more press. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, and then Speed Racer, I think, I understand what you're saying, but I think they, they didn't do enough to make that movie their own. I think they were, li- they, they were like too, they, they tried to make it too much like the Japanese cartoon. That's, that's fair. Um, I think they should have done a little more to make it their own. Okay. Uh, I, I can, I can agree with you on that. I don't think it's horrendous, but I, there are parts of it that I was impressed by, yeah. but uh, I just I think it's fun. Now, is it perfect? No, there's some right. cringeworthy parts, and I, yeah. I I can admit that, but I can still put that in and have a good time watching it. Yeah, so my one of my guilty pleasures. I like the Wachowskis. A couple of Pollocks from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that I that basically does it for our Jupiter Ascending review. I mm-hmm. guess any other parting thoughts on that or the Wachowskis or. Should we move on on to Potpourri? Am I the only person that's confused as to why people think Mila Kunis is like one of the hottest women on the planet? Uh, yes, you. I think I, I, I am. I, I think she's beautiful. She could gain some poundage. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, she could. She's but, gorgeous, undeniably yeah. gorgeous. Right. But. Yeah. Facial, but especially in uh, uh, Black Swan, which one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's ridiculously skinny, but she had to be. Her and Natalie yeah, Portman. Right. So, realistic. Right. Um, but no, yeah, I think she's absolutely gorgeous and uh, okay. would lick her toes if she asked me to. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> but only if she asked me to. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, I would let her clean my toilet any day. <laughs> um, God. No, she's she's. You missed a spot. <laughs> um, but no, she's 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 very hot, and I'll have to go back and watch the one scene from Black Swan over and over again. Uh, again. I guess there's a parallel between that and Bound. A lot of people yeah. only remember the uh, lesbian scene, <laughs> right? Um, all right, so that does it for our review of Jupiter Ascending. We're going to move over to Potpourri, which is our what we call our section where we just talk about whatever we want, as long as it smells good, is how we describe it. Uh, basically, anything we're watching, wanting to watch, or excited about watching, or having watched and watched. So, guys, what do you have for potpourri? Fekus, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. And it's, this is not so much as a uh, what I'm excited for, more so of a trend that I'm just – I cannot understand how it keeps getting funded. Um, a lot of talk is going on right now about the Assassin's Creed movie that's coming up. They just cast oh, – yeah. uh, made some casting choices on that. And uh, the, the lead role in it is going to uh, Michael Fassbender, which I, I'm, I'm good with. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, I hate video game movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never hit the mark. Yeah. And I think it's terrible. As, you know, you go back to the 90s and you have terrible things like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. You know, it, obviously awful movies. Mm-hmm. But then time goes on. Super you, Mario Brothers. Oh, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, One sad. of the first movies I saw in the theater. Super That's Mario Brothers. So sad. Yeah, it was like a week or yeah, a week or two before or a month or two before I saw Jurassic Park. So it evened out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you go you go further down the line with technology with video games improves, and so do the storylines. You have yeah. things like Silent Hill. You have things like Resident Evil. They still make these movies, but it doesn't measure up. Mm-hmm. And they are you know the, the Silent Hill right. movies are mediocre at best. And now you're going to take Assassin's Creed, which is a game that has spanned seven or eight 
different titles now, mm. and you're going to bunch that down to a two-hour movie. And if you've, if you've ever played the Assassin's Creed video games, they're very, very in-depth and very mm-hmm. well-written. Mm. I, ju- I don't see them doing that justice. And one of, the, one of my biggest problems coming up now is they're talking about making uh, one of my favorite games of all time to a movie, The Last of Us, last, was came, oh. came out in PlayStation 3. I heard that's great. Wow. It's a fantastic video game. And you're talking about a 12, maybe 15-hour video game mm-hmm. that is so intricate. The emotions in it are so deep. And the story can only be told through that medium because it is a, it's literally a journey. Mm-hmm. But they're going to take this and they're going to they're going to cut it down to an hour and a half to two hour movie, and they are going to ruin that yeah. video game. And I I don't understand how they keep doing this. I'm sure it'll make money, but it yeah. just it makes me so angry that they they're going to take these amazing stories and they're going to destroy it. They they just yeah. can't do it justice. Yeah, that's the thing with like with like modern games now. I mean, we're getting to the point where we we have the technology. That video games are just make like them bigger, right? <laughs> video games are huge and in, in sprawling, and and they're not like side scrollers like Super Mario right. Brothers. They're, they're an art form. Uh, yeah. I, I legitimately think that they're an art form. Absolutely. Yeah, and like um, with The Last of Us, I haven't, I haven't played The Last of Us yet, but I've played the the Uncharted games, and like Naughty Dog, they, I mean, they're just really incredible at taking a concept. That is, that we all love from movies and creating it into a video game setting and putting us into that feeling, like absolutely, yeah. With like un, with Uncharted, it was like a Indiana Jones adventure movie, which they're talking about making an Uncharted movie. Which yeah, which, yeah. We, there's no need because we have there's Indiana not, Jones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have Indiana Jones. We have Uncharted. We don't need to meld them together because if I want to see Nathan yeah. Drake, I'll go and I'll play. Uncharted. Yeah. There's a new Uncharted video game coming out this year for PlayStation 4. It looks amazing. Right. And the Nathan Drake story has been very good mm-hmm. throughout three video games. So why why, why yeah. do the two-hour movie? I, yeah. I just I don't understand it. I, I think it's just what, what people connect to. I agree with everything you said, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people connect to when they play a video game is the interaction. Yes. You're literally participating yeah. in the story. And that... That notion, that emotion is possible with a movie, but mm-hmm. it's really, really hard. I mean, yeah. you're talking about like once every five years you get a movie that's so immersive that you feel like you participated right. in the story. Right. That's just so hard to do that you just you just can't recreate that with movies very often. And right. I, I agree. I don't think a, a video game movie has yet to do it. No. And it's it's weird because I can kind of I'm kind of hypocritical in this notion because I can watch a movie and be like. That needs to be a video game. Yeah. Uh, case in point, I'm in the middle of playing Alien: Isolation right now, and I'm a yeah. big fan of the Alien franchises. Me too. And this game <laughs> nails the Alien feel. Nice. And it's nice. I, I I've never really been that scared in video games, but this thing, it, I'm not so much scared as nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like obviously, like any other Alien film, except for Aliens. Aliens and indestructible. You can't right. kill it. Yeah. Uh, and whenever you encounter it, it's a high intense game of hide and seek. And it's I was perfect organism, right? At, <laughs> yeah. Which they reference. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny because I'll, I'll sit there and I was playing it the other day, and I I don't know what this <laughs> how this makes me seem as a person, but I get so much more nervous playing that game than I do going to a high 
octane situation at work as a police officer. <laughs> like my my heart wow. does not race as much as it does when I'm playing that video game. And I I don't know what <laughs> what you may think of me on that, but it's, <laughs> so I can see the hypocrisy of what I'm saying because there are instances where a video game will nail the the feel of a movie, and sometimes, it, like you said, the immersion factor in that. It's kind of terrifying. It's yeah. first person. It's not right. the greatest mechanically video game, but it's it does an amazing job of immersing the player into it. So right. nice. But yep. yeah, there's my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> God damn coffee. You got that space flu. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay. Call Sean Bean. Tiny, what's your puppery? Uh, you know I have not been watching much lately, but uh, last night I watched. Uh, Fekus, do you watch The Walking Dead? Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm so, so over, over it. it. Yeah. I haven't watched it since it returned. I have so. not okay. watched this week's episode yet because I, the episode, uh, the second episode of this batch, it it just it killed me. It just almost made, almost made me stop watching it. But really, yeah, really? Oh, wow, I hated it. But wow, go ahead. that's too, I've had the opposite reaction. I've really enjoyed what's been happening lately. Uh, I don't think the show's necessarily at its best. Right now, but I've I've just really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think the show has a really hard time striking a balance between like horror and survival, like the, the drama and the horror. Yeah, there, there's zombies getting killed in every single episode. Like they promised us that from the yeah, beginning, right? Yeah. But that I don't think that's really enough to sustain the horror fans. No. Um, and it's it's just not. It it doesn't work well in that regard for a lot of the fan base but mm-hmm. that's not me like i i really appreciate the survival stuff and the the reaction to the breakdown of society and how these characters advance psychologically that's the most interesting part for me and we've gotten a lot of that in this latest batch of episodes i think there's been three since they came back uh, i believe four four since four, they came back yeah. I, i'm intrigued about what's coming up because I, I agree that's where it's going to be the strongest. And in Alexandria, I'm really, you know, that'll keep me watching because I'll, I want to see how they'll do that town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know what's going to happen if they follow the storyline from the comp books, but mm-hmm. I'm so tired of seeing episodes of them meandering through the woods until, until they stumble across their next story point. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so it just, and that's the, the episode where they, they find the barn that was one of the most tedious episodes for me that I've ever watched. Yeah, you know, it was it was supposed to be it was a character building episode, but what they were building had already been established. Right. And the characters they they reinforced their character arcs too much um, on that show. They need to do more development, or or they need to focus more on the action and the horror and stuff. They like I said, it's, just, it's a very unbalanced show. But I agree. I've I've liked it a lot. The, the first episode of this half was very good. The mm-hmm. episode with Tyrese, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil that, but right. yeah. uh, I really loved how they did the flashbacks slash hallucinations. I mm-hmm. thought that was fantastic. Uh, but then the next episode that took a took a blow for me. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm curious to see what happens. Okay, I'm I'm gonna catch up with it eventually, but I can't get over how much. Everyone f***ing whispers all the time in that goddamn show. You can't <laughs> alert the walkers. You can't I, yell, Matt. I know that, but when well, they're... that baby can cry as loud as it wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's more just Andrew Lincoln's performance. It's just like he's he's very... I don't know. Something about his voice just, just bugs the hell out of me. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang. 
We got to get to the prison. Thanks. Carl, stay inside. Coral. That's the only time he yells, Coral. Coral. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll catch those, those coral memes are amazing. I love those <laughs> oh, so they're much. they're so great. <laughs> yeah. Mike doesn't like them. I miss you, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my potpourri. Um, I actually have a few on here. I'll get to, I'll, hopefully I'll get to them. Uh, the first one I'm talking about, I referenced it last week in last week's episode. Feckus, did you listen to it? Yes, I did. Oh, good. Thank you. I, I listened every um, week. Nice. Sure. Well, you don't like text me about it or anything. You just say like, oh, okay. I just <laughs> oh assume you listen to it. Well, I, I will start texting you the moment I finish. Thank my, you. I listen to them at work, so it's going to be three in the morning. So I'll, oh, you know, I'll fine. call you at three in the morning then. I have my phone on silent at night. <laughs> I'll repeatedly Look call you. Oh. You know what? I'll go knock on your door is what I'll do. I work <laughs> in your it. area. Uh, oh, well, you won't work in my area that much longer. So I could kick a rock yeah. to your apartment from my area. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll come and knock on your door. Uh, that's a good. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> come and knock on my door. Anyway, got we, got we, got we got it. We got it. Let's move on. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> My potpourri is, uh, I referenced it last week, uh, the Men in the High Castle, uh, Amazon pilot. I posted a review on ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find the link in the show notes. A uh, quick rundown of what the plot is. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an alternate reality series where it's set in 1962 in a world where, the, uh, where Hitler won. And the country is – I got it wrong in the description in last week's episode. The country is actually divided into two sections. Mm-hmm. So the east coast the, – the eastern half of the, half of the country is the greater, greater Nazi Reich and the uh, western half is the uh, Pacific Japanese states. And there's a section in the middle uh, that is the neutral zone. And the show is really interesting. It's mm-hmm. – uh, it takes um, – a, it's a spy thriller, but under this 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 very warped and eerie kind of um, template, or, or sort this, of sci-fi-ish. Thing. Yeah, is it modern? Is it supposed to be modern day? Is it supposed to be in like the sixty-two, nineteen sixty-two? Okay. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see them play with like the Cold War there because it's not like the Cold War of the USS versus uh, um, the Soviets or anything. It's a Cold War between Japan and and Germany. Okay. And what I found interesting is that it's very interesting in the area. There's a scene early on, and and Tiny, we can talk about this in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the the opening scene of the damn show is a is a uh, propaganda film reel in a movie theater, and it's talking about like, oh yeah, we're a great country and we're so happy and all that stuff, and then it ends with a shot of the American flag with a swastika instead of stars. And it's just so like it did just that's, got so under my skin. That's and, a very powerful yes. image. Yeah. Uh, it was oh. it, it was palpable. Yeah. Like, I was pissed. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was such a such an incredible way to just just throw you into this universe. Yeah. Can you imagine the production uh, designer putting in the order for that flag? <laughs> yeah. This is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you imagine the blogger who had to who had to Google greater Nazi right all the time? <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's uh, it's interesting. It's based on the Philip K. Dick novel um, of the same name. And something that I found was interesting is that I, I haven't read the book or anything, but in the book there is a novel within the novel oh, okay. that is like this banned novel that people have like underground that is like tells of a tells of a tells of what the world would be like if the if we won and all that stuff and supposed to inspire hope for the resistance. The show takes a different avenue with this and has these newsreels. That depict us winning the war, and what I think is that it seems like that 
it's very interesting to see that and it it seems like it'll pit the show in deeper into sci-fi potentially uh and i could really get in on that um tiny what did you think of the pilot episode of uh, the man in the high castle first full disclosure i fell asleep during part of it Mother oh, f- no. Yeah. Um, Mine but, 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 <laughs> I don't. That's not even fun. It's so stupid. Go ahead. <laughs> um, considering it's a pilot, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- if it were a normal episode of a show, I would have been underwhelmed a little bit. Sure. But considering this is just a pilot, like I just filmed this, you know, one one episode, I was impressed. Yeah. Um, li- just a little bit dry, but I think spy like a like matt said it's kind of a it's a spy story Mm -hmm. and spy stories are kind of supposed to be a little bit boring it's about people gathering information it's not it's not james bond right um but i i I just i I thought it was visually really impressive Mm -hmm. the visuals were i was like holy crap this is a pilot yeah i hope it gets picked up so we can see how they expand on it um yeah i think i think it's a really cool idea for a series Mm -hmm. um and it's it, it, they they built a world really well in the one hour that we've seen so far. They've established it well. Um, I'd love to see it expanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters were a little dry, but again, just sure. one. It's just one episode, so yeah. I I I'd, I'd really like to see it get picked up and get. It did get picked up. Did it? Okay, yep. very nice. Don't know when it's gonna air the rest, but it it had it has mountains of potential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Hearing about it from last week, I because I listened last week. Thank you, Fagus. That's so nice. No, but uh, I was intrigued when you were talking about last week, mm-hmm. and even more so now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, imp- I, I like this idea. Of, it's on Amazon, right? Amazon. Amazon. I yeah. like that idea where you can watch pilots. That's yeah, very interesting. It's yeah. this is the fourth time that they've done it. It's a it's their pilot season that they have basically um, about a dozen or so shows that they have pilots on. That they just throw it on Amazon Prime Instant, and Amazon Prime users can watch them and then vote on them. And I guess that either gets calculated into their um, whatever, or it's a placebo for people to think right. that they're influencing the difference. shows. Yeah, but um, yeah, and and they haven't really had much of much success with it. I mean, they had Transparent with uh, um, what's his name? Oh, jeez, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. Jeff Tambor yeah, yeah, which is apparently like really incredible. But then, yeah. Like, yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah. He won an Emmy, I think. It I think did. so. I yeah. think he won an Emmy. He did. Yeah. 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 And so, so they're starting to get some like momentum and everything, and it's just a really fascinating way to do it. And I kind of really wish that I had, you know, caught onto it before like they got all the pickups and everything. Do they was... like keep you up to date on if it's like how likely it's going to get picked up or when it does get picked up or I don't know but I think that they do two pilot seasons a year so I'm really hope I'm going to keep like keep on it um and hopefully be like kind of on top of it when it happens over the summer and kind of really get into it but I mean they renewed they they uh greenlit like 5 Five shows out of the thirteen that they had. For now, when it gets picked up, does it get picked up by Amazon or some, another? Amazon. Show? Okay, so it's, yeah. I'll have to subscribe to Amazon to watch yeah. it. Then. It's. I tell you what, I, I recently got Amazon Prime and it's worth the ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Every HBO show, every episode of every HBO show is on it. Might want to wait until HBO has their streaming. That's true. They are going to launch they, that yeah. this year. Well. PlayStation Four, as of yesterday, finally got HBO Go. Oh really? Oh so, really? Yeah. Which. Bugged the crap out of me that I had to wait this long <laughs> to get it, but hmm. so I have HBO Go. So nice. all the Game of Thrones and softcore porn I can watch. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna be a cord cutter when I move into my new apartment. So I'm not gonna have like a like a or HBO Go account because I don't have HBO because I won't have cable. I uh, can. I'll give you my password. It's not a big deal. Would you really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know I'm a. Oh. You get an HBO Go password. <laughs> Go password. Um, it's called community policing, man. <laughs> right. Well, you know. uh, yeah, that'd be awesome though. Yeah, for, um, no big deal. Uh, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I had one more uh, uh, potpourri thing. Do you guys have anything more you want to go around? Nah. I just want to say how how excited I am that uh, Alien is going to be coming back again. Yes. And I am super. Super excited by Blumkamp. Mm-hmm. That did I pronounce that right? Uh, Blomkamp. Blom, Blomkamp. Yeah. Uh, perfect director uh, for this, mm-hmm. and even more excited that him and Sigourney Weaver were talking throughout the production of <laughs> yeah. Chappie about this. And so, as Sigourney yeah. Weaver's on board, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. So, wow. super excited. Those the concept art was just I was amazing. Yeah. Ah, oh, it. I yeah. want to see what they do with Hicks. Me too. Uh, so, I. Uh, I'm Very excited. Curious. I love how candid Neil Blomkamp has been about that. Yeah. He's just been sharing. Oh, art right. Art. Like, that's so cool. Well, that's almost such a brilliant viral campaign for him it's to a great get, idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, look how interested people are going to be these about these awesome photos. Right. And Fox is like, maybe we should do this. <laughs> right. Very much like um, with the Deadpool movie, the way that yeah. Ron Reynolds really did a viral Absolutely. campaign yeah. on that. So, You know, I'm kind of... I'm I'm hesitating on this the, the new Alien movie a little bit mm-hmm. just because it's Neil Blomkamp. I want to wait till I see Chappie because yeah. I, I'm really nervous about Chappie. I, I think it looks cool, but it looks like it's literally just a rehash of his first two movies, plot wise or in aesthetic, short, aesthetically or yeah. short circuit, Twenty Five yeah. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm excited for Chappie. I think he'll I think he'll uh, knock this one out of the park. Uh, I was not impressed with Elysium. But, Me neither. Uh, yeah. Although I think it still made my like, top ten list. I had a weird year. Did it really? Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah I, I don't know. But he can he can film an action sequence. He can. Oh, one yeah. thing about Elysium, it was the action sequences were fantastic, undeniably but, great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. I think Chappie's going to be kind of a des- deciding factor on on my on my appreciation of him as a filmmaker because yeah. District Nine was incredible. Elysium was just hit or miss. But he did go back and say like you know, like he was very candid like recently about how. He wished he could go back and just redo Elysium because he oh, really, really messed it up. Yeah, he said, like, I really f***ed up that movie. <laughs> you know he wanted uh, to cast Eminem in that role. Did he really? Yeah, and Eminem turned it down saying the only way he would do it is if it were filmed uh, storyline in Detroit. Jeez. Jesus. On 8 Mile. No, but yeah, he, so, he, he wanted Eminem, which, look, I, huh. I have nothing against Eminem. I just don't think right. he's, you know, acting. Yeah. Not my first choice. Right. He was great in the interview. <laughs> he, he, was. He, he actually he was. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm only saying that with a little bit of snark. Um, yeah, it, it's you know, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I would like to see if if this and this is just a complete pipe dream out of nowhere, and I don't even know how much I want to see this, but if if Blomkamp's Alien kind of takes off and rejuvenates the f- Alien franchise and everything. You know, it would be kind of interesting to see David Fincher take another stab at it. Yeah, I would. Um, uh, I doubt that he would ever, but... No, I don't yeah. think he would. But I listening to you talk about when you went back and watched those, it kind of made, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back and watch uh, Alien 3 again. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll have a different perspective on it. Um, it's, I, maybe give know. it a shot. I know I, that there was production uh, problems from that throughout the entire oh, yeah. movie, so... I don't know if David Fincher has has the right style for... A sci-fi kind of action movie. 
I hmm. I mean, look at I mean, just look at what he does. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he's that's... a he's the king of just an absolute static camera, and that just doesn't really work. I mean, look at look sure. at look at the style of of uh, House Cards. It's just a camera yeah. sitting there, and, and that's 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 fan phenomenal for House Cards. But for an alien movie, well, he, he did some interesting things with the camera in Alien Three, especially when taking the perspective of the alien traveling upside down on the uh, in the corridors. Yeah. I mean, he there was yeah. some decent stuff he had yeah. in there, but true. But I, I, I agree. I, I think that's probably not his shtick. Right. Yeah. 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 He's he's. We ha- I'm not that. saying he can't do it. I'm saying right. we haven't seen it from him yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Really quickly, because I know we're running really short on time with because Fekus, you need to get going. Um. Kicking it off the podcast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Really quick, I watched the premiere of The Last Man on Earth. Are you guys, are you guys familiar with this? Yes, I, I haven't watched it yet, okay. but uh, very intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, they, they had a two-episode premiere uh, this past week, um, and I watched it on Hulu+. Plus. You know, it's it's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm going to stick with it, definitely, and I'm very curious how it's going to all play out and everything because it, it's, you know, The Last Man on Earth. Um, it's, it's Will Forte is... Right. The lone survivor of a of they refer to it as just a virus, um, and he's you know just driving around Tucson. Um, <laughs> the first episode is just basically just strictly uh, apocalypse fantasy f- uh, fulfillment uh, fantasy fulfillment for the audience. It's just him just doing just wacky <laughs> and everything, um, but it takes some interesting interesting turns um, and has some pretty funny. <laughs> Pretty funny, like setups and, and callbacks here, here and there. So you do a good uh, job of carrying that. I, I mean, obviously he's the sole person right. on camera. Does he do a good job of carrying? He does. He does. And I mean, he's such a, he's got such an energy to him that he seems like kind of just a likable guy. So right. when he goes, kind of, he he doesn't go like full on crazy or anything. But I mean, he, you know, he, he's, <laughs> he's a little crazy in it. Um. Yeah, it, it it takes some interesting turns, um, and it'll be interesting to see the show moving forward. I am pretty annoyed because – well, not annoyed. Not annoyed. No. <laughs> I I was kind of disappointed because I had in my head an idea of how they could make like a show out of it, and they didn't go that route. They didn't consult with you? They didn't. And I mean it's – like it would be – like while I was watching it or after I was watching the first episode, I was like – you know, they could have made this a really interesting show if they would have done this idea that I had, which, you know, whatever. Call them up. It's, yeah. I'm I'm going to. I'm going to consult Write with it. them. Twitter is a thing for a reason, Matt. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because it's um, – the guy's name – the character's name is Phil Miller, which has to be a a, a reference to uh, Phil Lord and Chris uh, Chris Miller who did the Lego movie and a mm. bunch of uh, – 20, 21 Jump Street, I think. Um, and who they're also executive producers on the show and looking through the credits, there's a lot of people like from community and that I know from other comedy sitcoms that I really like, nice. um, that are involved with it. So it gives me high hope and I really liked the first two episodes and it was pretty good. Good. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Fekus, you got to get going cause you got to go. Got to go do things. Got to go protect Speedway and yeah. protect Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'll throw it to our pre-record outros, uh, here in a bit, but I just want to say thank you, Fekus, for coming on again. Thanks for having me. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully I didn't piss you off this time. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. You just keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my thing. <laughs> um, and Mike, if you're listening to this, I love you and we miss you.
Um, and I hope you had fun. Yeah, I hope you had fun. Yeah, he was <laughs> he uh, he uh, he was he's sledding, sledding with his brother. I for yeah. a second I I heard sledding at first. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sl- all right. <laughs> I, I was just why I wanted to talk. I wanted to ask him a couple questions about a comic book. No. <laughs> well, Mike is a huge slut. So. That's why. Well, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. And then, you know, potpourri. Do you have stuff like keyed up for potpourri? Actually, I do. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Wow. I, I don't. How much? Yeah, really? <laughs> I, haven't, huh. I haven't watched anything. 90, 97 episodes. About, 97 about, episodes. Might talk about 97 fucking <laughs> episodes. He's been on two. <laughs> You've been on 90 fucking seven. Well, technically, uh, this is your third. This, this, no, oh, well, I mean, yes, you're right. Yeah. Although I did not hear my interview from uh, the PopCon, so I never never get – I mean, I guess I could go back and sift through all the episodes, but – You could. I could. It's weird that you haven't listened to every single episode. <laughs> I've listened – Jesus Christ, I've listened – No, 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 don't backpedal. Uh, don't backpedal. You know what? I'm going to erase you from my <laughs> I, iPhone now. Oh. And here I thought I was just thinking the other day, my favorite part about the – the whole thing is when you make your stupid puns and everyone else is just kind of like, just, just, just stop. Just, just stop. As always, loyal listeners, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer podcast. And thank you, of course, to Loud Like for providing our awesome opening theme music. Their first EP, uh, their first of a few actually coming out in the next few months. Check them out. Uh, anyway, it's called Mistakes We Must Make and features our theme song and a clips of events. Um, make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes after you listen to this episode. It helps us out a lot, uh, and it gives us the ability to say, hey, people like us. Also, please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer, and you can follow each of us on Twitter. You can find Matt at obsessive viewer, tiny is obsessive tiny, and me, Mike, I'm at I am Mike White on Twitter. You can also check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where all three of us, but mostly Matt, review movies and TV shows and uh, talk about all kinds of things. It's kind of the, the written form of this podcast. Um, you can also check out Obsessive Book Nerd, which has book reviews and commentary on the evolving world of reading. And also check out Tiny's The Secular Perspective, which is a podcast exploring the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. Um, if you have any thoughts on the podcast in general or this particular podcast you just listened to or even suggestions for future podcasts, please, please email us individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or you can just email the podcast directly as a whole, kind of directed to all three of us at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>